You're listening to the Retirement Lifestyle Podcast with Chris and Susan Beasley. Hi, it's Chris and Susan Beasley from Living the Retirement Lifestyle Podcast and Web Show and where we interview some of the amazing friends and entrepreneurs from all over the world and listen to their fabulous stories about what they actually do. So today we have some very good friends of ours um, who have recently returned from San Diego. We've caught them at their London home and we've asked them if they'll pop on this call with us today and talk about what they're doing in their business and they have a really remarkable retirement story something you may well be familiar with so let us introduce you to our kiwi friends greg and fiona scott hi guys hi. Hi. <laughs> so let, let's just leap straight into it um, we know you two have a fabulous life you're all over the world whenever we look you're somewhere different it's either in singapore or sydney or um in Europe or back home in London where you are at the moment you are the authors of an incredible book here um, living the laptop lifestyle I'm sure we'll get to talk about that in a minute but just let everyone know a little bit about you and your story that started you on the line to the entre entrepreneurial world yep sure okay, okay cool <laughs> um, starting you're starting I'll start. <laughs> We, um, we started off life traditionally, you know, like you do. Our, our parents encouraged us, Greg, to get a trade, you know, um, and me to, to go to university to get a career that you kind of think is a career for life. So you put, you know, you study diligently and you get the good grades and then you get the job um, and you think that you're all set. Um, so me, I studied uh, chartered accountancy. I became a chartered accountant, and I was a I eventually. So I was a late <laughs> starter. I, start, I did computer science. I was a programmer for about fifteen years. Um, and we had excellent careers, and we were earning um, you know, pretty jaw dropping um, amounts of money, um, particularly in my sphere and financial services. I was getting. Um, you know, large annual bonuses like you did. But um, one year, um, 2009 it was, we were gallivanting around the world on, um, on a world trip, flying first class everywhere. Um, and we had three months traveling around the world just doing amazing, amazing which, stuff. Which for Fiona's work, though, it was a sabbatical for her on full pay. So there was that advantage as well. Oh, nice. And then, and then we were on the last day of our holiday. Yeah, we were in Bangkok, in Thailand, um, getting ready to, well, we're going to go and do some sightseeing, but, you know, we had to fly back to London the following day, to, and that was a Friday to start work on the Monday. And then my work mobile goes, and it was my boss, John, calling from London. And... Um, he didn't have very good news, did he? Not really. <laughs> no, he. Um, <laughs> I laugh about it now, but it was it was um, it was pretty devastating at the time because um, calling me half a world away from London, he was actually um, you know telling me that my job had ended, mm. being laid off, um, downsized, redundant, whatever you want to call it, you know. <laughs> Um, chewed up, spat out is what it felt like. I think his words were, can you meet me in the lawyer's offices on Monday morning before you come into work? 
that was yeah. pretty much to deliver, deliver the news there. <laughs> and and bring your brown box and put your contents of your desk in <laughs> it and they, never, never they, see us again sort of thing. I think they probably went through a desk and got the brown box and brought it with them. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there was a lot of tears, um, a lot of soul-searching, a lot of anger, um, you know, about being used and, you know, just working your butt off, building up a team of, uh, you know, a, a solid team of accountants. Um, and managing the entire uh, accounting function for a boutique bank. Um, but we took stock and we sat down in a park one day, didn't we? And yep. kind of just made a, 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 I did actually try to get another job. You know, my dream job was director of finance um, and, you know, played the game of going and applying for jobs, doing my CVs, going to see headhunters, that type of thing. So, so she actually did get her dream job. So she got a job offer for, I think it was about, it was a little bit more than what she was already earning. Um, and we were, that's why we were in the park deciding, wasn't yeah. it? Because so we she, we, she had to decide the next day um, if she was going to take the job or not. So we thought, are we, do we really want to be doing this? We're going to go back to the stress, to all the anxiety, um, the, the office politics, all that kind of thing. And we thought, do we really want to do this? Because all we're going to do is change jobs. It's going to be exactly the same as what it was. So we were sitting in the park and we were listing down all the pros and cons of actually quitting the corporate world, you know, saying goodbye to it or doing something else. And at that time, we didn't really know what something else was. We kind of thought, well, we'll start a business. We didn't really know what sort of business we were going to start. And I think that the list of pros for staying in the corporate world far outweighed the, list, the risks of actually leaving. But when we weighed everything up... Um, and went with we, our gut feel. And went with our gut feel as opposed to just what the, you know, what the ticks in the boxes were saying. Um, it turned out that actually leaving was going to be much better for us. So Fiona rings up this um, headhunting agency and says, oh, yeah, you've just given me my dream job, but I'm not going to take it. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, he was devastated because he was thinking, you know, of the lovely commission that he was um, yeah. just going to lose out on. Yeah. Um, but... To, to be honest, um, you know, we went through some troubled times trying to work out what we were going to do. Um, it became clear that the internet um, provided the obvious answer, you know, to learn how to sell anything online, you know, in any niche um, would be the skill that um, would, you know, would do us well for, 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 the rest of our, for the rest of our lives, you know, and would see us through an e to an easy retirement as well. Um, so we hunkered down and learned, um, with your help, of course, learned how to um, market and sell products online. Um, and it wasn't easy. There was pitfalls and we made mistakes. We made lots of mistakes. That's why we, we wrote our book, in fact. And we didn't ask <laughs> to, don't we? Yeah. It's ups and downs, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. yeah we didn't ask enough downs, questions, yeah. um, but we stuck at it. Um, you know, we had, I think because we were doing it together, you know, and we did sit down in the park that day and, and do that list of pros and cons, you know, um, you know, we just had realised that we'd... Um, you know, bit the bullet and um, set up this new path for ourselves and that we wanted to see it through and actually make a go of it. Um, Shall I go down and get that? No, she's not. Oh, okay, sorry. The doorbell. <laughs> there you go. I forgot where I was. Hold on. Hold on. 
Sorry about that. We had an important doorbell ringing. We thought someone was delivering some wine. <laughs> oh, well, you, you had to go and get that, didn't you? But that's life, isn't it? You know. It is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, particularly so, in these day and age, we're ordering even more online because we don't want to go into the stores. So we've got to get it delivered. Yeah. Exactly. So carry on with your story because it's really interesting. Yeah. So we, we, you know, we made lots of mistakes, like probably like most people do when they start out. And it's just, it's just having, you know, having the, um, the mindset of just keeping to what, keeping wanting to continue, no matter what happens. I think that's what got us through because we just wouldn't give up. Like if something went wrong, we had lots of things went wrong. At one, at one point we had over 300 websites and every single one of them got hacked. <gasps> On the same day. Ouch. And so, you know, that was pretty, pretty major for us. But, you know, you just, you, you just go through and you fix them and stuff like that. So that sort of thing, um, you've got to have that sort of determination just to keep on going through and just, just keep on doing, doing what you need to do no matter what happens. Um, and, you know, Fiona mentioned earlier, one of the big problems we has, had was that I think I know everything, so I don't need to ask questions. <laughs> was a really big thing for us is that we didn't ask for help when we needed to ask for help. We'd always thought, well, I, I can spend five, you know, I could spend five days figuring this out. But in reality, someone was probably going to be able to tell me in two minutes what the problem was, that kind of thing. Yeah. I, yeah. It's, it's a failing that we all have as entrepreneurs, yeah. actually, because it's, it's a good thing to be one. And we do want to be pioneers, <laughs> but we also don't like to hold our hands up and say, well, can you help me with that? Um, that yeah. And we struggle. But that's how we come out the other end with incredible skills that we are able to teach other people. And I know both of you, you're amazing coaches and mentors. Um, you help lots of people um, start up their own individual entrepreneurial um, businesses online. I mean, how does that fit with you traveling? I mean, you have the laptop lifestyle. Let's be honest about that. So how do you manage that? Put the two together so it works really well because we're, we're doing all of our calls online so this is this is what the whole um pandemic has um maybe opened a lot of people's eyes to is that you can do a whole lot of stuff online that you might not think you can so every every coaching call that we do is always online we don't need to meet up with people at all we don't meet people um we have met a lot of the people that we've coached but we don't say oh well let's see if we if let's see if we're going to coach you maybe we'll go and meet up for a coffee somewhere that's that's kind of like the old way of doing things now it's just like you get on zoom or whatever and you can you can speak to anybody it doesn't matter what the time zone is um we generally, wherever we are, we just take, we just let people book calls in our time zone, and we sometimes mm. will maybe get up a little bit earlier so that people in a certain time zone can get on our calls and everything. But literally, we can do everything that we need to do in our business, or that we need to do for coaching. We can do it all online, which is just an amazing yeah. thing. So it simply boils down to having a good internet connection, having our laptops yeah. with us as well. Although um, you know, we've just got new phones that have got even greater speed <laughs> yeah. and capacity. So, you know, we'll still be working off our phones more than ever. So a good internet connection, phones, and, a, and as far as the calls go, a good scheduler. But as far as our, um, you know, our business goes for selling products online, it doesn't matter where we are in the world. Um, everyone knows that the internet is open 24-7. You know, when Australia is up, if when we're in bed, you know, there's still somebody looking to buy it. It doesn't matter what time of the day it is. And that's the, that's the beauty of the diversity that the internet offers. Um, so 
doesn't matter where we are in the world. Um, we generally well have brilliant internet connections, you know, and... Um, We've just been in Hawaii recently and we were going to the beach, you know, during the day and stuff. And then every so often a coaching call would pop up and we're all heading down to the beach and then thinking, how are we going to do a coaching call on the beach? And then just go and find a, like a cafe somewhere and done it on my phone and it works just as well. You know, it was, a, you know, even on a really bad connection, we were still managing to do calls and the person at the other end didn't even know that we're on a bad connection, you know, so it's, um, the technology now is just there for people to be able to do that sort of thing a whole lot easier when we started out. Um, but it's just incredible what you can actually do. Oh, and that's and an then, important point to make actually. Yeah. Um, you know, when we did start out, um, there weren't the streamlined processes, mm. you know, there wasn't the easy websites back then. Um, so there's just the um, development and the evolvement of technology has made uh, getting started today even easier, you know, than most people would ever dream possible. Um, a lot of people make correlations between business, you know, and they might think of the local coffee shop and, and what's to involve, you know, to set up a brick and mortar business or to, you know, to set up a coffee shop. And they'll think about, you know, of being in the right place, the right premises, getting the right licensing, you know, um, where to order the stock from, how to do the decor, all sorts of things like that. Um, there's none of that, uh, you know, um, difficulty when starting an online business. Um, there's none of those requirements, you know, you, yes, you do need to have a website, um, but there's tools that make that website building like, you know, a, 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 an eight year old could do it. So it doesn't require super intelligence. Um, it doesn't require um, any, you know, particular yeah. technical skill, the but it does you know, require um, backing yourself and, and yeah. belief that you can learn a new skill you know if you think about it you learn a skill to earn an income from at one point in your life so if you've done it once you can do it again and the way the way that i see all of that stuff now it's literally just following steps if you can follow one step or if you can follow two steps then you can follow a lot of steps um and it's just taking each step one at a time and just doing what's next and what's next and it's you know all of these things just make it so easy to do that kind of stuff these days as well it's uh, fabulous i mean your yeah. your clients must be very blessed to have such great coaches to sort of take them through that and one question that sort of has definitely come to the force particularly during this pandemic um, and if you're watching or listening to this right now we are in the middle of a, a worldwide chaos here in 2020 um, and the one thing that's really opened our eyes and we're very glad that we learned it was how important it is to have digital marketing skills um, in any kind of business I mean would you say I mean I guess you have some of your students and clients come to you saying well can I set up a, a digital marketing business and help small businesses um, do you speak with clients like that do you think that's a good business to have yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and especially now, you know, now that, that a lot of these businesses have realized that what they've been missing out on was digital marketing. So a lot of, a lot of um, physical businesses have been avoiding digital marketing and, and that kind of thing. And they've just been purely focused on the, the physical side of things. Whereas now, well, because we're now during, you know, during the pan pandemic, they've realized that they can't just rely on that one thing. And the skills that they can learn from, you know, even just basic digital marketing skills is going to really allow their businesses to grow somewhere else and to, you know, to give them some um, 
insurance against something like this that happens again. They've always got a backup plan because they can use the digital side of their business as well. So for example, um, let's take a yoga business, for example. It's a very physical business because people go into a yoga studio and they, you know, they, they take classes and everything. There's a lot of, lot of yoga businesses now have been doing virtual classes and, and why not, you know? I mean, so first of all, it doesn't, you know, a yoga business is stuck to one location, but now they've realized that they can have a global audience instead. And if, without too much um, effort, it's, like, it's not too difficult to put a video online, chuck it up on YouTube, charge people to go to the class, you know, just a, a nominal amount. You can have as many people in the class as you want. The premises aren't a problem. You know, you can have 100 people in a class as, as opposed to 20, and you can do all of that online, and you can still get the same information across. And all of so, a sudden, that's got scale. Yeah, um, I think scale, scale is, is the, the biggest outcome of having yeah. digital marketing skills. Even if you're just um, a one-man band, you know, a freelancer, a coach, a consultant, um, and you're, you know, you're super happy in your main skill set, adding a digital marketing skill set, you know, to help you attract customers, um, and keep them as well is, yeah. um, is yeah. a, you know, it's a recession proofing uh, skill to have. I mean, it's, a, it yeah. it's a solid skill to have to ensure the longevity of any business, whether you be a one man band, a yoga studio or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it used to be that we'd like, like. For the last, you know, the last five or six years, we've been saying that there's there's not really any business that goes on that that starts now that doesn't have a website. There's no reason why you wouldn't have a website now. It's, there's no reason why you wouldn't be doing digital marketing because mm-hmm. it's so important. What I actually saw, um, I saw a, one big company, um, like a big high street store or something that was going into receivership or liquidation or whatever it's called. They said that we knew it was going to happen. It's just that the pandemic has pushed everything five years further forward than what, what was going to happen. So now everything's being compressed because of this. People are, you know, way more people are shopping online now. How many, well, there was a delivery at the door just before. <laughs> we probably had one every day, probably a couple. Um, and so people are turning to online way, way quicker than what they used to. And that's like a massive opportunity for people because there's, there's so many people that are doing it now. Um, and, it, you know, it, it gets there quicker. We, we, we ordered, of all things today, we ordered screen cleaner online, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> we we'll never do but, that normally, you know. So but, it's just but the, like on, uh, You know, buying, people buying online, yeah. it's, it's a, uh, a, a multiple trillion dollar uh, industry. I think I saw numbers, you know, about that they expect it to be the value of the all, all online purchases would be something like 26, 27 trillion dollars this year. Um, you know, so imagine just having a point not 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 one percent of that. You know, yeah. it's 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 still um, a lot of money. Yeah. So yeah, I guess also, I mean, from what you said just now, Greg, that you know, there's a lot of small businesses who are actually creating online products now, whereas they would never have thought about it before. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, yeah. And as Fiona said, it allows them to scale. What it does is like, with, with, let, let's think, let's go back to, um, to, to, to the yoga business again. Really, when they've got a physical business like that, they've got one stream of income and it's people coming through the door and going into classes. Now that they've realized that they can do other um, other you know other things online that's another stream of income so it's not just not just um, concentrating their business in one place place it's allowing them to, to diversify and 
that's something that's not going to go away. You know, um, ha having both of those different streams is just going to really help the business and help. Exactly. We, we've been helping people as well. We've had people reach out to us because we're quite prolific in promoting ourselves all over social media, for example, and we've got a lot of friends and they know we'll always help. So we helped uh, our personal trainer who we worked with for many years until we moved. Um, obviously, he was absolutely shell-shocked with what was going on, not being able to run his business. And oh. he, he couldn't even do what he was doing locally, which was in a park with a, a group of boot students, camp, boot, a boot camp. So I said, look, you can use Zoom. You can use a, an online platform like Zoom, which is relatively inexpensive to use. And you can do some training stuff from your own home and then broadcast it to your students and they'll pay they can continue to pay for your services so you have some money plus you've got the pleasure actually of being at home with your family so exactly. the the scales weighing like that are amazing another friend we helped um she has a wedding wedding um gown business and she was saying i just don't know how i can do this because although weddings have been put on hold for a while they're going to come back and people are contacting me and they want to come and choose their bridal gowns. They want to, they want the mums want to come and their bridesmaids want to come and they want to choose their gowns and show them to everyone else. I said, well, why don't you use a service like zoom? I mean, our husband's an amazing videographer. So I said, you, you've got the talents to put up the cameras. Um, you can have multiple angles of this. You can switch stuff on and on, have the right people, come in and see it who are allowed and those who aren't allowed to see it can't see it and it's like exploded business for so many people um yeah. just the other day i'm um, just to just to show people this big picture of what they're capable of and starting a business doing um we have a ski chalet in the french Alps, which you guys know because we're ski buddies and <laughs> we do love our skiing but we had an email from one of our booking agents that manages um, bookings for us um, for the chalet and they said um, we've got a new project on you might want to take part in this um, it was just under a hundred pounds and we'll create you send us some photographs of your chalet and we'll create uh, six social media posts for you create <laughs> pictures and promote it on instagram and facebook and i said i that's a brilliant idea, but you know what? I've been doing it for years. I've been doing it for years. <laughs> because, you know, like yourselves, you yeah. know, we're, we're no spring chickens. You guys are a lot younger than us, although you do qualify for our retiree entrepreneur club. But the point is, you can learn these skills. There are programs that teach you this stuff. Um, you only have to find good people to work with, people you can trust and you know will really help you. And the world's your oyster. Freelancing, for example, is an incredible business in retirement, as I know you guys. Mm. So, do you think, so, if you've got a passion, a passion or a skill in particular, um, you, you know, it could be something that you have built up a career in. Um, you know, it's just so easy to take it online and keep earning from it, you know, even if it's in semi retirement, mm. because that's what we're kind of planning to do is, you know, eventually. Um, sort of scale down and maybe work half a week um but you know it's something that you can have ticking over online to get you know customers or you know prospective customers feeding through um so that's why digital marketing is so important and you know and it just keeps you giving something 
giving you something to do that you're passionate about as well. And I think that's the most important thing is, is having, you know, that, that kind of love interest. I know. And you guys are, I mean, you can see your passion when you're traveling like us, you know, we're travel bugs. You can see this lot behind yeah. us. Um, you know, we love it too. But the point is that when you have skills like that and you know where to learn them and who to learn them from, the world really is your oyster. I know Chris wanted to say something. No, sorry, sorry I'll carry oh, on. I've interrupted you. So, carry, carry on. <laughs> I mean, it's been a fantastic interview, but I'm not going to let you go. You have got to tell us why you ended up writing this book. I mean, you got a great review from Brian Tracy. So, I mean, you've got to tell us how you got into writing that. Well, it was just a, a well, there's two prongs to the story, actually. Um, the lead one was a culmination of everything we learned and, the fact that it was such a big aha moment for us to turn our backs on the corporate world, you know, we'd had careers for 25 years. Um, we weren't spring chickens. Um, we didn't have any other skills in our little toolbox. Um, but um, when you back yourself, you know, we could see the alternatives that are available online. So the book was written to, um, you know, open people's eyes to the alternatives available online. But for me personally, the book was one of those um, self-belief busters or myth busters because I'd been through life thinking that I couldn't write. Um, you know, I think I've, I've still got a school report from when I was nine years old saying that um, from my English teacher saying Fiona lacks imagination and creativity. Um, and from that moment on, I just sort of thought, okay, words aren't my thing it must be numbers you know hence why um, I excelled at mathematics and turned to accountancy um, and then stuck with numbers for 25 years but I kind of had this um, I just had this you know understanding or you know just subtle thing that I, I thought I must be able to write I must be able to write um, so I just wanted to prove that you know sort of give my fingers up to that. The opportunity to <laughs> I mean, it's a fabulous story, but I have to ask you one last thing before we close out, because it's been a fabulous interview, is do you have any one particular place that you've visited or experience that you've had that really stands out in your minds as, wow, I never would have thought I could have done that? We, we do. Yeah, I was going to say it's the place with no internet. Um, we wouldn't be able to work <laughs> from there, but Antarctic was probably the thing that was, really? the, was the most amazing. Yeah, it's it just incredible. so pristine. Yeah. It's just ethereal and gorgeous. I mean, forget about the cold, you know, just the animals, the penguins, the, the whales are just so enticing. You know, it's, it's just out of this world. Out oh, of this world. Okay. No, thank you. What an amazing way to end mm. this podcast. And thank you for watching. Thank you for listening in. If you've got any questions, you're going to be able to find a way to contact us back and, and we can put you in touch with Greg and Fiona, of course, if you want to. But guys, thank you so much. Um, may your story continue. May your travels all around the world continue. I'm sure we will meet up one day. As soon um, as we get rid of this so, thing. Soon as, soon as this virus has left us and we can start traveling again, um, I know that we will meet up. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, pleasure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> thank you. Bye for now. Bye for now. Bye. bye. 
This is the Retirement Lifestyle Podcast with Chris and Susan Beasley. 